This is The Hike, a limited series. Conversations with independent advisors and home office employees. Stay focused, learn something, and keep moving forward. All right, so we want to welcome uh, Andrew Evans, and this is Val Vest. We want to welcome everyone to our pilot episode. This is episode 45. (laughs) This is episode 45. Um, our pilot episode um, of the Andrew and Val Club. We wanted to bring, I think, um, spend some time together just kind of sharing some of the conversations that we're having and also eventually bring in some other individuals in our industry, in the financial services industry, to just really talk about what's what's going on, um, share our conversations, because I think we think they're pretty good conversations. I, I, I think so. Yeah. And uh, see if we can help others uh, and learn from others. I'm excited about this because I, um, I know I'm going to learn as well. Yeah. I I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be fun. Um, We like to talk. We love to listen. We do. And, and I was wondering, Val, how was your week? How was your week? Val? Well, it was a big week in that we are officially so I have two high schoolers, two teenage daughters, and we're officially back to hybrid starting next week, at least for a week until the holiday break. So that means two things for my daughters. One, my oldest, uh, she gets to start playing basketball again. In fact, she today was the first day coach could hold practice. And so he has them already in the gym this morning at 8 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's already in the gym practicing. They I'm excited for her. They have the potential. She's a junior to have a pretty special season if they get a play. So that's kind of fun. And then um, my youngest daughter needs to be in school, interact with some other kids. So I'm glad she'll get to go to school at least for two days next week before she's off for another three weeks. So not not hanging out with uh, mom and dad all the time. Right. You know, talking about work items. And it's like, you don't need to know about, you know, the political strife yet. You don't need to do that. Yes, she is over us. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I can see some holes in my bookshelf, she has taken to reading some books. I guess there's some positive that are coming out. You do, you do have a lot of uh, you do have a lot of books uh, behind you. Um, now, I uh, I figured that a lot of those are very good, and then the others are purely for show, right? It's just all show. Those right? are Most my. Of those are empty. Yeah, no, they're they're just empty. You know, you know, like like at a like at a showing, like at a like an open house or whatever. Really, there's no books there. It's just kind of like this like cardboard thing that looks like a lot of books. Right. It's just a background. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not there. That's your green screen. Yeah. You're yeah. missing one, but uh, next to Echo, there's looks like yeah. a nice piece in an Echo. That's the one she's reading. She's reading um, the Twilight series. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a favorite of my wife. Yeah. Loves <laughs> yeah. She's upset though. She started watching the movies because the characters aren't, don't look like she thinks they should look based on how she was reading them, which has always been my problem. Oh, oh, is she going to be one of those people? <laughs> well, you know, the book's better than the movie. The book is always better. The book is always better. She's just like me. Yeah. Well, you know, Dune is coming out soon. The new, yes. the reboot of Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like the Dune series. Um, the First Dune movie, I thought the one the one in the early eighties. That one was a little 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 different than the book. This one, the new one coming out, seems to be a little bit better. It's a little bit better. It's a little better. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, good. She's reading. She's reading the Twilight, learning all about shimmery vampires, right? And shirtless werewolves. <laughs> so I guess that's better than interacting with us. Hence, I'm really glad for her to get back to school. Well, at least she's involved in something that isn't, you know, you know what what you're doing. That's good. Yeah, yeah. gotta go back to school. Yeah, yeah our kid, our kids have now been. Um, they're remote at a minimum uh, till January fourth. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, for my son, a little bit of the same, but he's fine with it. Uh, I think you know what's funny about watching my daughter do her virtual school. She loves to sing during class. Oh, like, cause she, she, well, she's on mute, but she's like singing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's absolutely adorable cause she's nine. Um, but then we were thinking to ourselves, we have to remind her, like, you shouldn't be doing that in the middle of class. You know, it's probably like doodling, you know, you, some people doodle to focus. Yeah. She's learned a new way to focus. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because she's like she's like doing her she's doing all of her division. And she's like la 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 right, it's which horrible. is perfect for Zoom school. It's just maybe going to be a little hard when she gets back. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's? I'll be really nerdy. If you've seen, um, if you actually went and saw Les Mis, if you have seen Les Mis, mm-hmm. in, it, it's the little scene after Valjean gets Cosette and they're walking through the woods and they just do that and they're just doing la 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 to each other. They're just like doing a little humming and yeah, singing. Yeah. Like when I hear her, like that's what I picture, like as she starts Aww. to sing, it's like, oh, she's, oh, she's my Cosette. Oh, she's so cute, which means I'm Valjean. I think everybody wants to be Valjean at some point in their life, don't they? Exactly. Just without all the, you know, going to to prison and, you know, and all the, you know, living in, you know, the the horrible time in France. Other than that. Other than that. You, everybody wants to be a champion. I yes. Think. And um, uh, and and that's uh, I think that's a terrible segue. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about your week. How about that? How about I'll change oh. the topic? Well, I'll be I'll be brief. Um, it was the longest year this week. Um, it was a very long year and, but other great things that happened, um, you know, my son who he is 13, he ranked yeah. up in, uh, his Taekwondo testing, which is wonderful. He's now mm. felt, uh, recommended. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. What was wow. really great about, uh, Taekwondo and things like that. And what he's doing is that it's not about the belt. It's not about the rank. It's about mm-hmm. remembering and knowing where you came from mm-hmm to where you are now and never forgetting where you came from and the work it took to get there, mm-hmm. which I think is, is a wonderful thing to always have in your, in your mind as to, you know, never forget where you came from. Yeah. There's a lot of books and movies about that. Don't well, that's forget a where you came from. Pretty cool thing to be learning at such a young age too. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. It's, How- it's, it's the idea of gratitude, gratitude for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How was he? Uh, what was his reaction afterwards? Oh, it was it was super fired up. Yeah, it was just, he was just so happy. He was just so proud of himself. Um, just felt great. Uh, the school does a Zoom during the testing, and mm. um, my you know the whole family actually zoomed in and watched him. And he didn't know. I told him afterwards, and the and the video was still on, so he went over and he said hi to everybody, you know, all oh. the family in various parts of the country. So that's just adorable. Oh, that's so sweet. That's cool. And we shouldn't be saying that because, you know, he's a 13-year-old boy, so we're not allowed to say that things are adorable. No, that was not adorable. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. 
yeah, let's we have to be a little more stoic and yes, be a little bit more stoic. But that was, I mean, that was the week. I mean, things um, things are happening, things are moving along, and you know, yeah. I just don't want to be in lockdown anymore. <laughs> I know. I just want to go on vacation somewhere. I mean, I've gone on some road trips, but you know. Yeah, just want to get out. Just want to. I get do. Out. Okay. I do. Um, but like, so what this video, this podcast is all about, and actually, more I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, that is actually a pretty good thing to learn is uh, gratitude and never forgetting where you came from. This call, this presentation, these podcasts, you know, trying to um, really engage on different levels with anyone, but obviously we're targeted into the, um, the advisor mindset, um, people who are active in, in this business, active in this industry, but also not just the advisor, but I also think people who work, um, work to support the industry as a way of, of you know, short intro. And we'll, we'll get a little bit, bit deeper for, uh, for you, Val, but, you know, I am, I am a field person as it were, you know, executive vice president at TAG, uh, tag advisors. Um, we just crossed over 300 advisors that's uh, awesome. last week. That's, that was a pretty big deal. But, you know, I have, you know, the field working as an advisor, having mm-hmm. an, an individual practice, but then you are home office. You mm-hmm. are fiduciary services. You are product development, you know, engagement, understanding how all the inner, uh, the, the inner workings of the broker dealer, the RIA, the, 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 tech, the communications, um, how projects are moving. So I, I think this will be a very interesting and, and, and different, different viewpoint from, for, you know, for us doing, doing this, because I think not so often do we have a chance to have both sides talk to each other and let everybody see what that communication is like. I think it's usually more, you know, siloed of like, well, there's, there's the home office, right? Then there's the field, and well, we don't like to. Let's not talk too much. I do think it, it's more fun to have the uh, uh, the melding. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy a twist cone. I don't have to have all chocolate or all vanilla. I do too. I like, I like a little bit of, and then we'll put a little crunch coat on it, and there you have it. We'll have some different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it too because I think that's. Like you said, we're bringing these different perspectives. I think, you know, the conversations we have, that's what helps me, you know, do what what I do. But I think even bringing in, this is an opportunity for us to bring in a lot of different other perspectives that, you know, we can learn from, but also I think just sharing that out. So I'm excited, you know, for what, I'll say our pilot series. Yeah, pilot series. Yeah. Pilot yeah, series. we're like Netflix or Apple TV. We're going to have a pilot series. Yeah, we'll see how terrible it is. And maybe somebody will pick us up and then we could do yeah. some more. Um, if not, maybe we'll just keep doing them and we'll see if anybody ever listens. And we'll then just have, we'll have this archive of stuff that uh, nobody will ever see. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, this kind of feels like um, we're, we're kind of like doing a, a Conan O'Brien uh, again, you know, be very downtrodden and self-loathing. It was like, nobody's ever going to watch this, you know. Nothing to be nervous. Nobody cares what we have to say. Yeah. But we care. Right. So that's good enough. That's right. You know, my mom thinks I'm the handsomest boy at school. So that's right. So that's so that's good. So that's good. And this actually came from our discussions of trying to find ways to uh, engage with people in all areas of uh, the independent space 
And we just couldn't settle on something that was simple enough other than just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So over the next uh, few discussions and pilots and da, 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 our series, our series, um, we're going to be talking um, first today, Val is up, just so everybody knows, Val's up today. So we're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about interpersonal communications. We're going to talk about the, the state of the industry. We'll talk about acquisitions, business development. We'll talk about tech. We'll talk about all kinds of things. Um, we'll even probably get into uh, a little bit of the accounting that we all have to do when we're an independent and, you know, being a 10, you know, if you're taking a 1099 or even if you're working, you know, W2, like how do you best set yourself up for, you know, the best you as it were, we, we talked very briefly about you Val, Mm -hmm. um, and Val, you're going to be talking to us talking with us, not at us. You're going to be talking with us. I'm not at you. That's right. Uh, about leadership, because um, you're a, actually a uh, a certified leader. I know that's not the right term, but I think that sounds cool. I'm a <laughs> certified leader. That's what you are. Uh, and, you know, I, I would hope that you could give us a little bit of a background as to where you came from, mm-hmm. um, how you came into this industry, uh, and how you became Grandmaster of Leadership Development. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Well, I guess a little background. Um, I've always, out of college, started in financial services. So I've always, you know, I always kind of make fun that, you know, none of us as kids were growing up saying, hey, I want to be in financial services. But once you get here, you know, you can't, you can't leave. Um, But... Once you're in, you're in. You don't want to leave. Tried to get out, but they keep pulling me back in. Just so good. So I've always been in financial services. I've always worked with advisors, um, but never been an advisor. So, you know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, you've, you know, that advisor, that home office um, versus that kind of versus, I don't see it as a verse. I see it as a relationship. Um, And I've also always been a leader. You know, my first role was um, a management trainee. So, you know, I've always been in a leadership capacity. So, you know, fast forward a few decades um, and always been in that leadership role and always been focused on, I'd say, personal development. It's kind of my, that's the thing I maybe do for fun. That's a little (laughs) geeky. And um, ended up doing a lot of research and study and becoming a certified coach as well, because I, I've just always saw the connection between being a leader as well as being a coach. So that's kind of how I got here in terms of, of leadership and coach. You have an undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. Do you have a master's? I don't. I would say my master's is in coaching. Okay. And I know you, you did you actually went through mm-hmm. uh, a development program for that. Which which one did you use? How long was it? Yep. Went through, um, it was called the Life Coach School. So focused in, um, it, it was a year-long program. They went through to get certified. It's kind of an interesting thing, the coaching um, world, because it's so unregulated compared to our industry, which is so regulated. What? So I really, <laughs> I know. It's really been interesting for just me to understand, um, just to even work in those two different worlds. It, it's it's been fun. I've learned a lot. Interesting, you know, because you don't have to get certified, you know, to to be a coach. 
even I would say before I did that, I did a lot of, um, in different roles, a lot of corporate coaching. I don't have, like I said, I don't necessarily have a master's in the, in the typical sense, but I've always, you know, additional learning. So a lot of certifications, whether it's been coaching, um, certifications around customer experience and just a lot of different things. So I just always had a passion for ten- continued learning and growth, um, maybe in a little bit non-traditional way for our industry. Well, but but what's really traditional for our industry? Yeah. You know, there, there are certain things that just are that we always do. Uh, right. And, and anybody who's listening or watching, you're probably, you know, very calmly going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we just do. Yeah. Um, but in terms of your corporate coaching, what uh, what were you doing there? Which which companies were you participating in? I, and I know it's a little bit, you know, it, it might have been a bit more informal, but, you know, what was that like? What, what did you do? Yeah. So um, before joining Cambridge, I worked at um, the principal financial group. And so we had a corporate coaching program. So went through that program. Um, I'm sure we brought in consultants to create a program, um, but I was one of one of the trainers and the coaches. And so just always had a passion around that. And I think some of the things that I've always loved about coaching, and you mentioned this earlier, is it's it's about asking questions, but it's about listening. And so that's just always been where... Well, what was, did, did they focus the training um, around... That or was it your standard training? You know, you, you you really worked a lot of legs, some deadlifts. I mean, what do you benching? I mean, what 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 are, what they get you up to? Are you on the road to five hundred pushing up five hundred pounds? That's what it was. You know, what's your forty time? You know, it was, it was really around how to develop people on your team. You know, how to have one on one conversations, how to help um, help your team, how to have really around that development, and so you know, I have this personal enjoyment of personal development, that kind of thing. And so I think that's what drew me into even the corporate coaching or the leadership coaching was it was a way for me to interact with my team and those that um, I led in a different way, in a way that was really helping them. Mm-hmm. For the for the folks viewing uh, at home and around the world or listening. Um, and then what what's your what's your specific role? What are you doing at Cambridge Investment Research? Yeah, so um, at Cambridge Investment Research, I am I'm the VP of fiduciary services. You know, I like to say my role there is to lead really three different uh, teams. So we have a team that's really focused in on the digital experience. So, and you know, we talked about that. We're going to talk a little bit about tech and what that looks like, but we're looking at what's that digital experience for you um, and those you work with. The second one would be really advisory solutions. So what, what products, what partners, you know, what solutions do, you know, our financial advisors need to be able to serve their clients and making sure that we have all those. And then the third bucket is really our financial advisor, you know, service and success, you know, just, you know, taking the phone calls, doing the training, doing the consulting and helping them, you know, get done what they need to get done. Cause you guys have a lot of things that you have to get done on a daily basis to make it all work. I mean, I did just, it was the longest year last week. Yeah. The longest year last week. Well, we do appreciate that that you are doing those things for us. So we truly do. So thanks. We appreciate you that you uh you know have have work and have uh clients and and are out there doing that for your clients. <laughs> Good. Well Val, I want to ask you some questions about leave. Val, I want to ask you some questions. Sure. I want to ask you some questions about leadership. Yes. Because you're our this 
you know, the topic of this actually was leadership, even though we've, we've been having a, a real fun time thus far. Um, now let's get serious. Sure. Get real serious. So when you use the term leadership, mm-hmm. um, I guess a, you know, a general question or feel into leadership is leadership. Is it really something that you can develop within yourself or is it really only for that person who's all, you know, the alpha, you know, the uh, the number one who wants to take charge? Um, how does someone develop as a leader, whether they are or aren't that type of person? Right. That is such a good question, because I think that's a misconception about leadership, that you're only a leader if you have people reporting to you. You know, and I, I mean, I think about that, whether, you know, for financial advisors, you know, there's a lot of financial advisors that might not have teams, you know, but they're having conversations and they're leading their clients every single day. You know, um, you know, I think we're leaders. We were talking about our kids earlier, you know, we're leaders for, for our kids. And so I think leadership isn't about, you know, your role in the organization or how many people report to you. It really is about how you're influencing others, helping others, um, bringing people along, you know, the, the development, the bringing people along. So, you know, obviously I think anytime you're going to be able to do that, you have to start with yourself, but that leadership is taking others with you. I think our industry, I think financial advisors, um, if they don't think about themselves as leaders really should, because they really are. I mean, their clients really are looking to them in a leadership capacity with, you know, one of the most important aspects of their lives, their financial aspect. And a lot of times it's even, you know, kind of grows broader than that. For those who are leaders or who want to be aspiring leaders, mm-hmm. what are the things that they need to do to put forth their best efforts, but obviously not be considered pushy or, you know, right. aggressive? So what what are the what are those items that an aspiring leader or somebody who is in leadership wants to have better themselves, what do they need to be doing now? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the thing is, is it doesn't take anything fancy. You know, they don't need some fancy degree or coaching certificate or any of those we things. We just said it's completely unregulated. So Right. <laughs> right. So, guess what? I'm, I'm a coach. I've decided. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can. I mean, you can just, as of today. Um, it's so simple. And I think that's maybe why we overlook it. But it's it's, and I kind of said this before, it's asking questions, listening. Um, and I think maybe the key to that, then the third piece is holding space. Um, and that holding space being open and to what you're going to hear. So it, when you're truly listening, you know, not reacting right away, but really hearing what that other person has to say. And I think that allows, um, it allows more diversity in thought. It allows, um, you know, I think myself as a leader, especially if you think about a project or a tech thing that I'm working on, uh, I don't have all the answers. In fact, I have very few of the answers. And so it's really important for me. Val. I know. (laughs) I only ever call you for the answers. (laughs) I have to find the answers. (laughs) But the team has the answers, you know? especially when you're innovating and thinking about where it is we need to go, 
having, you know, asking the questions, being open, hearing through what those are and, you know, kind of holding space and having that be a safe place for people to share their input so that you can process it. But tell me about holding space. I yeah. love that. I love that, that term. Tell yeah. me about holding space. Yeah. I, I'm going to take it out of our industry because I think sometimes when you, we don't think about it within our industry, it helps people recognize it. Because I think it's, you know, with parenting, I'm going to keep going back to parenting, but, and teenagers holding spaces is when they say something, um, I don't want to say controversial, but they might say something like, oh, I'm going to take a gap year or, you know, everyone at school, you know, is smoking or doing whatever. Me not launching into kind of the parent that da, 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 you need to be doing this. Helicopter. You're not, you're yeah. not instantly like fire up the helicopter. Here we go. Exactly. Me kind of sitting back and say, oh, holding space in that example would be me sitting back and saying, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. You know, how do you think about it? And letting them have an opinion, letting them kind of process it. Uh, and just as that's true for teenagers and helping them think through that, it's true for our teams, you know, at work. And just start even, and it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be the people that report to you. It can be the people that you're just interacting with. It can be your client. So, you know, here, like, tell me more about why you're, you know, you're thinking that or why you want to go down that path. You know, that's holding space and it is applicable across the board. Great, great concept. Great. I love the, I love phraseology. (laughs) Uh, I love, I love using terms like that. Holding space. I love it. I'm going to use that. Okay. Uh, well, we have uh, we have about five minutes left. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's very sad about that, um, but it's it's been good. But Val, tell us something that we all need to know that we wouldn't otherwise think of about um, leadership and development of of leaders. Sure. Do we need? To- uh, I think I think mindset. I don't think I believe mindset matters. Our thoughts, our emotions, it matters. And in our industry, you know, we sometimes, you know, we're very formal, kind of suit and tie, um, regulated. I know we're, we're not that way <laughs> right now. We've all, <laughs> we have a frog. You know, we're all very kind of, I don't want to say stuffy, but it can be a stuffy industry. And so we kind of think mindset seems kind of woo-woo, you know, kind of that's too soft for us. But I'm going to just take it to even if you think about culture. You know, we're always trying to think, how do we build culture? How do we create culture? Culture are, is, you know, culture is the things we say. Culture is the um, actions that we're taking. You know, culture is, is what we do. And we know from, um, I know from coaching, from leadership, from, you know, even science. There's a lot of brain science going on, neuroscience, behavioral science. We know from those, that science, that new science, that, what we do, the actions we take comes from our thoughts and our emotions. And so um, understanding our thoughts and emotions is important if we want to, you know, build team, we want to build culture and it's not woo-woo. I don't know where I came up with that word, but it's science. So it's very professional. Yeah. It's not um, taboo. It's not something that we fluff off. Right, it's something that you really need to uh, take action on, and and you should. Yeah, you know, you really should. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Understanding cool. the the thoughts and the feelings that are driving action are driving action of your team or your clients 
you know, it matters and it helps you get, it helps you understand, um, you know, where they're at and it helps you create, um, the results that you're trying to create. Wonderful. Great stuff. I've got, I've got one more question for you out the door. Okay. What's a habit that you have right now? Let's see if I can ask this right. What's a habit that you, that you, that you are doing right now, whatever it is, business or personal or otherwise, and why is it important? Why is it important? Um, my, it's my favorite habit is my morning routine. Uh, I wake up before anyone else in the family. I uh, get my coffee and I have a room. It only has two chairs. So only my husband and I can sit in there, but I get up before him and I spend a half hour, hour, if it's a weekend, maybe two hours to myself, um, whether that, and that's reading or journaling. Uh, I just love it. It's my favorite time of the day. Do you do that? Bob Iger does that. Are you sure that you're not just because Bob Iger said that he does that? Are you Bob Iger? I'm not, but I <laughs> I love it. Okay. And what I do during that time is certainly evolved. There's sometimes when I, you know, it's more productive than others. You know, there's been phases where, you know, maybe I'm just online, especially around the holidays. Maybe I'm just online shopping during that time. And other times, maybe I'm doing a lot more, um, you know, reading things that are are more professional and helpful towards my development, but it's my favorite time. My favorite habit. Sure. That's, that's a great habit to have. That yeah. really good. Uh, it gives you time to, to uh, gain clarity and um, yeah. focus up and get some things out of the way that you otherwise uh, wouldn't have when, uh, when the yeah. day starts. Yeah. It's a wonderful habit. It's a wonderful yeah, habit. I like it. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing you didn't say, no, I get up and I smoke a lot, a lot of, <laughs> at least, at least three packs just to, Get ready for the day. Just I do drink a lot of coffee. I do drink. So, you know, that that's the one thing. Yeah. I have plenty of other bad habits we can talk about later, maybe. Okay, we'll, get to, that. we'll get to those at, at Consequent uh, in other uh, episodes. That'll be great. Okay. Well, um, I, I think that's that's our time. We don't have any, uh, we don't have any theme music yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will. Uh, I'm thinking uh, something by Robert Palmer. Um you know, you know, uh, that, that's just me, you know, um, I do like that. Or maybe the, maybe the sugar cubes. I, I think it's going to be up to you to decide. I think that's where Andrew, your expertise is going to come in. Yeah. I do like music a lot. So we'll see, we'll come on something, but, uh, we're going to, but this is it. This was, this was number one of, uh, the AV club, Andrew and Val, this is the AV club. Um, that's that's the best thing we could come up with at this point, but who knows? We'll change it. It doesn't matter because, as we said before, nobody's going to listen to this. But it was fun for us. So, thanks everybody for uh, for joining in, and uh, we'll see you all very very soon. We hope. Great. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the hike. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a broker dealer and member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TAG Advisors and Cambridge are separate entities.